Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Yeah, good evening. 4-2, the final score. Royals drop game two of this four-game set with the Southsiders. Series is now evened up, and our phone lines have opened up for you. The phone number, the text line number, they're identical. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Now, I understand how a post-game show is supposed to work. We're supposed to either celebrate a victory or look for the villain following a loss. I can't find it, Kansas City. You know, it's one of those games, in my opinion. Now, you might not be eager to sign off on this thought process when your team is 17 games below 500 just 37 games into the season like your boys in blue are. But the old adage is, you know, you're you're going to win 54, you're going to lose 54. What do you do with the other 54 games, right? We've all heard that before. This certainly felt like one of those games you, well, you're going to lose 54. Now, it wasn't a blowout. Maybe it's easier for you to put a blowout in that category. It's a two-run loss. You're a bloop and a blast away from tying it. A bloop and a blast away from sending it to extra innings. Maybe some of you found this one painful. I'd, I'd love to talk about it, hear your explanation as to why. Again, the phone number, 913-586-7610. Personally, I got no complaints. Personally, there was no culprit tonight. Just a loss. I know the loss is suffered by Jordan Lyles, who becomes the first pitcher in Royals franchise history to lose the first eight games of a season. Now, he's not 0-8. He's 0-6. But the Royals have lost each of Jordan Lyles' first eight trips to the mound. That's a new franchise record. I don't know about you. I'm not laying this loss at the feet of Jordan Lyles. I'm not disappointed in what we got tonight from Jordan Lyles. I would take this every single time he takes the ball. Nine innings. Four runs on six hits. He doesn't walk a batter. And he strikes out six. I got nothing bad to say about Jordan Lyles. He becomes the first Royal to complete nine innings without allowing a walk in five years. you got to go back to Jacob Junis back in August of 2018. You know, I touched on it earlier today on the On Deck Show. I never had an issue with the signing of Jordan Lyles. Two years, $17 million, that's... In the baseball world, that's jump change. Now, I would love $1 million, let alone 17 in the real world, but in the baseball world, 
$17 million, a drop in the bucket. But my point earlier today was Jordan Lyles needs to be your fourth or fifth best starter, and it needs to be clear that he's your fourth or fifth best starter. Needs to be abundantly clear that you have three or four guys that are obviously much better, uh, strikeouts, better stuff, better, higher ceiling. Let me put it that way. It needs to be crystal clear that you got three or four guys that have a much higher ceiling, guys that you feel much more comfortable handing the ball to in a playoff game. You got to get there. Sadly, the Royals are not there. I mean, if you go by adjusted ERA coming into tonight, Brad Keller was your best starting pitcher, even though he's given up more walks than strikeouts. If you go by wins above replacement, Chris Bubich is still your best starting pitcher, even though he's only made three starts. He has the most war on the team. Ryan Yarbrough, number two, two guys that are on the shelf for, uh, who knows, months. So right now, Jordan Lyles is, what, your second best pitcher? So when that's the case, it's no surprise you're 10 and 27. Uh, And man, that sounded negative. I apologize. In no way, shape, or form am I trying to uh, denigrate a terrific night from Jordan Lyles, who, by the way, was brought here to be an innings eater was brought here to hopefully end the season as your fourth or fifth best starting pitcher, right? The hope was Brady Singer would build on last year. He'd be your ace. Zach Greinke's the future Hall of Famer. He holds it down in the two spot. You get a breakout campaign from Chris Bubich, a solid season from Daniel Lynch, and Jordan Lyles rounds out your rotation. As we know, Bubich is on the shelf. Lynch's season is yet to get started. Singer's struggling. And, and, well, Granky's classic Granky. You're getting the Granky special uh, 90% of the time he takes the hill. But Jordan Lyles in that four or five spot, if all you're asking him to do is eat innings, boy, has he done his job. Following tonight's nine-inning performance from Jordan Lyles, he now ranks sixth in all of Major League Baseball in innings pitched. Sixth. Take a look at the guys that have thrown more innings this season than Jordan Lyles. It's a it's a who's who. A Fromber Valdez of the Astros, Logan Webb from San Francisco, Shane Bieber of the Guardians, Garrett Cole from the Yankees, Zach Gallen of the Diamondbacks. And Mitch Keller of the Pirates. I think those are five, six opening day starters. Zach Gallon's probably the National League Cy Young Award winner. Garrett Cole might be the American League Cy Young Award winner. And those are two of the six pitchers that have given their teams more innings than Jordan Lyle. So, so far, it is money well spent. It's just you didn't surround them with enough talent or injuries have ultimately plagued you. So I got nothing but compliments tonight for Jordan Lyles. And if you want to lay the blame at the offense as they're only able to muster two runs on five hits, I'll ask you, who are you disappointed in? 
because Vinny was a star. Bobby was a star. Okay, Salvi went over and missed an opportunity there in the sixth, but Salvi can't get a, a rough go. Salvi can't have an over. I'm, I'm certainly not going to sit here and uh, display any sort of disappointment in the great number 13. No, the opportunities for this offense came in the fifth and the sixth innings. And those opportunities were presented to the bottom of your lineup. Names like Hunter Dozier, Freddie Fermin, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Nate Eaton. Those four batters came to the dish with runners in scoring positions five times. They went 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. They did what we expect Eaton, Bradley, Fermin, and Dozier to do. I don't know about you, but I don't enjoy banging my head against the wall, so I'm not going to sit here and act as if I'm floored or ticked off that Dozier and Jackie Bradley Jr. didn't come through. No, there is something I do want to discuss tonight. We could talk about the game. If you do find yourself disappointed, if you do have complaints, if you do have a culprit, dial me up. 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. 7610. I do have a question about this evaluation season. Because what we saw tonight from Bobby and what we saw tonight from Vinny Pasquantino to me are by far the headlines of the season. I want to get your thoughts on Vinny, your thoughts on Bobby, especially as it pertains to what we're doing here in 2023, and that is evaluating. Who's going to be here long-term? Who are the cornerstones of this franchise? Who is untouchable moving forward? I'll pose that question pertaining to Vinny and Bobby to you now. Do you now view those two as untouchable? Because Vinny, offensively, a first inning, no doubt home run, 420 feet, he just tattoos that slider from Lucas Giolito. And then an RBI single in the sixth. Vinny also just continues to impress defensively. It shouldn't come as a surprise. I've been telling you now for weeks, this guy is the first or one of the first on the field each and every afternoon getting in that extra work on the Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Field. It's no surprise when that translates to quality defensive performances like we saw again tonight. Vinny having a solid night at first, making a great dig in the fifth inning, helping out Bobby Witt Jr. and his pitcher, Jordan Lyles. And speaking of Bobby, I don't know if there's a prettier sight in the sport than when he knows out of the box, I'm going for three. When he drops it into gear and almost looks like a defensive end rounding the Uh, tackle a lot like I always think of Von Miller almost parallel with the ground as Von Miller or 
you know, take your pick at whatever outside linebacker defensive end. As they're coming around the edge and they almost get, again, parallel to the ground. Same thing, Bobby Witt Jr. going around second base as he legs out a leadoff triple in the sixth inning, ultimately ending in the Royals' second run of the game, thanks to Vinny's opposite field RBI bloop. But Bobby base running, Bobby offensively, and then Bobby defensively. Uh, the play that he made on Hanser Alberto in the fifth inning, I thought Matt Cotrero put it perfectly. At first, you didn't think he was even going to get to it. And he dives in the hole behind Hunter Dozier. So he's, he's basically defending shortstop and third base. So Bobby ranges to his right. He's inching towards the outfield grass behind third base. He dives gloves and that was already good enough in my book I can't believe he got to that ball I can't believe he laid out got it with the end of the glove can't believe he kept it from the outfield and then he comes to his feet and throws it 83 miles per hour across the diamond and does so with both feet in the air not a jeter jump throw because again he dove he, 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 he dives to his right comes to his feet, and using all of the torque in his abdomen and core, leaves his feet like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre used to, where they go against everything that you're taught as far as throwing a football, throwing a baseball, but their arm talent and their core are so incredibly strong that you're able to make just a perfect throw to first base in this evaluation season of 2023, it certainly looks like Bobby can and will be the shortstop of this organization moving forward. But that was the big question. Is he a third baseman? Is he a shortstop? He has impressed and improved each and every one of these first 37 games. So I ask you, 913-586-7610. That's 913 586 Seven six ten. Are you sold in this evaluation season of 2023 that Vinny and Bobby are true cornerstones of this organization? Phone lines are open for you. We'll get to your calls after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. 4-2, the final score. Royals doubled up by the White Sox in game two of this four-game series. The record falls to 10-27. and my game notes following this 4-2 loss are presented by Jay Southland Toe Service. A quick look at the game notes, and you see 407 dogs were in attendance tonight. And Bobby Witt Jr., that triple that I mentioned, a lead off the sixth inning, he went home to third in 11.09 seconds. That's the second fastest time in Major League Baseball this season. Bobby still holds the title as fastest big leaguer. All right, let's go to the phone calls. 913-586-7610. Let's go to JB and Adrian. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for the phone call. Hi. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm just here to say that Bobby and Vinny definitely did an amazing job, like you said, with that triple with the beautiful line drive down the right field line that hit the wall. Mm -hmm. And then Pascantino's nice little blooper to score him. And also the home run with the 106 exit below yeah. and the 5.5 second hang time. Look at you. 
there was a lot of good things this game, but there were definitely some things that we could work on, including um, later in the sixth inning with the bases loaded, no outs, and a 2-0 and count on Hunter Dozier. There was one out. Yep, there was one or out. Or one out, my bad, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Especially with that. And that yeah, yeah, Here, here's what I would ask you, JB, and I'll let you finish. I, what, what, what do you expect to change in that situation? Well, especially in that situation, you should definitely take that first um, strike, especially with two balls on you and the bases loaded with one out. And he walked and the previous two batters. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and you're yep. down by one, walked the previous two batters and six pitches. There's just so many things that we could have done. We could have at least tied the game right there, maybe even got ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, JB, you're right. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, yeah, Everything that you said is right. I don't think anyone listening would disagree. Take a strike. He walked MJ Melendez before that. He walked Michael Garcia. You're ahead 2-0. Yeah, make him throw you something. Uh, you swing at the first strike, and you pop it out to the shortstop, and three pitches later, Freddie Fermin rolls over one, and the inning is over, and the bases are left loaded. Uh, but... Again, what you said is 100% right. It's just, you know, Hunter Dozier is what he's been. Now, there's always, I guess, time and room for improvement. It, it's just something that doesn't upset me anymore. Right? We, we, we've seen, sadly, uh, Hunter's inability to come through consistently for this team you know, going on three years now. Four years, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, four years. But look, man, when you're six, seven, eight, nine, is Dozier, Fermin, Bradley, Eaton. I go back to what I've been preaching since spring training. Uh, the big dogs at the top got to eat or else we're going to be starving after this game. You know, Bobby and Vinny. Scored two runs, drove in two runs. They were responsible for your offense tonight. You needed MJ, you needed Salby to run into one. You needed your big dogs to lead the pack. And they were unable to do so. But I'm certainly not going to sit here and chastise Salvador Perez. The guy's been on a heater for weeks. MJ Melendez still reached base twice tonight, drew a seven-pitch walk, led off the fifth with a single. So MJ had a nice evening. I got nothing bad to say about him, especially since how good he's looked over the past week plus. Oh, guys, I'm going to be listening to upbeat music on my way home. I've said it before. I, uh, I, I care way too much about this team. I think way too much about this team. I let this ball club dictate my mood way too often. When they lose and it's painful, I'm listening to sad music, angry music on the way home, and it bothers me, and it it keeps me up at night. But this one tonight, you know, I, I hope to hear some upbeat tunes on the way home because I'll be in a good mood. Very pleased with what I saw from Jordan Lyles. 
Very happy with what Bobby and Vinny were able to produce. Happy with MJ Melendez. Happy with Michael Garcia. How about the kid making his first big league start at second base? Did it look like it was his first start? And he, too, uh, behind in the counts, 1-2 in that sixth inning, and he works a walk. Thoroughly impressed with the 23-year-old. But again, the, the bottom of the lineup tonight. The Royals' number six hitter, Hunter Dozier, goes one for three with, a, with an infield single. He's hitting a buck 83. He's got an OPS of 538. Now, Freddie Fermin has, you know, has, has done a very good job, but I don't think anyone showed up to the ballpark going, hey, Freddie, your bat's going to be big tonight. We need you, buddy. Lead us. No. Jackie Bradley Jr. is your eight hitter. JBJ's hitting a buck 94, and his OPS is basically identical to that of Hunter Dozier. And then, man, it, it's, it's hard to watch Nate Eaton right now because he's such a fantastic young man, but the kids had 32 trips to the plate, and he struck out in half of them. 16 strikeouts and 32 at-bats. Come on. He's hitting 031. He's got one base hit. That's almost half your lineup are, are guys with a sub 600 OPS. Tough to win like that. Tough to win like that, especially when it's not some ace on the hill. Well, that, that's why on the On Deck Show earlier today, I said it comes down to the guys at the top. The offense must lead this team. If they're going to be competitive, if they're going to win consistently, it's going to be on the backs of their bats. Bobby, Vinny, MJ, and Salvi must be extraordinary, must be above average just to have a chance, and then you need some support from a Massey, a Prado, a Drew Waters, who, by the way, made his first start of his rehab assignment tonight with the Storm Chasers, went 0 for 4 with three ground outs and a strikeout. But played center field, had four at-bats. At Hope to see him here in the big leagues in the next few weeks. Let's go back to the phone calls. 913-586-7610. Josh in Kansas City, you're next up. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Vern, I just have a couple things. Thanks for taking my phone call, too. The um, first thing is I just want to give a small shout-out to the grounds crew. I think they did a really great job keeping the field um, great. Uh, they're not two-hour rain delay. It was yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. Um, second thing is kind of want to go off what you were just saying um, about, you know, the lineup and with Nate Eaton batting and everything and um, with Nick Prado heating up and all that stuff. And I just – it brings me down every single time I see Nate Eaton's name in the lineup, uh, you know, because he's batting .3 or I think it's yeah. .031. And yeah. um, yep. I just don't know really why we keep putting him back in the lineup when – uh, Prado's doing pretty good in his time up in the major league so far. And, uh, again, my hope, Michael Garcia has looked great. great. He's been one of the guys who's just stuck out to me um, in this short time. But, yeah, I, I just don't really get why we keep, you know, changing the lineup day after day whenever we have success. Like last night, scored 12 runs. And lineup tonight is just something that, I look at, I'm just like, oh, well, we're going to lose tonight. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's all I really had. Thanks for taking my phone call. Yeah, no, Josh, I listen. I, I brought up basically what you just said to Matt Cotrero earlier today. Now, I, I explained to him, I, look, listen, I, I understand uh, who you are, what you're about. Day one, after taking this job, Q said, hey, if you're on the 26-man roster, we're going to use you. We're not going to have you rot away like you saw you know, Ryan O'Hearn getting one at bat over a two-week stretch last season. That's not going to happen under Q. So I was asking him just about the balance of, yeah, you, you want to be a man of your word and utilize your bench and keep everybody fresh, but let's be real, this is an evaluation season. And in Kansas City, I think we all have the memory of Ned Yost letting Alcides Escobar get key at-bats when he was obviously overmatched. And Ned's always explained it away by saying sure I let Esky get those ABs in 2012 and 2013 because it would prepare him for those big October at bats that he ultimately found himself in in 2014 and 15. Now Q has his reasons you know you're, you're not going to run a guy out there 162 games they don't have Cal Ripken in there. It's also a new day and age with all of the sports science. You can see when a, uh, even though it's a 23, 24, 25-year-old, you can see when their legs are starting to drag, when their sprint speed, when they're, you know, listen, and I'm, I'm just an idiot on the radio, but they have all sorts of different metrics to see when your stamina, when your energy level is beginning to dwindle, and when rest is required um, but they're also you know, trying to keep these guys in the right positive mindset and if you've been rolling and they see a a matchup with an opposing pitcher that isn't advantageous for a Nick Prado or a Michael Massey or a fill-in-the-blank young hitter that we're evaluating they're going to allow them to avoid that buzzsaw Furthermore, I'm sure the coaching staff would point to the fact of if you don't play a guy for seven, eight, nine games, not that they have bad guys in that clubhouse, but they have competitors throughout that clubhouse, proud men in that clubhouse. If you don't give them an opportunity, there's going to be grumbling inside that clubhouse. And that negativity can permeate and negatively impact a ball club as a whole. So, Josh, I'm with you. I want Bobby and Vinny and Salvi, Garcia, MJ and Prado, and Massey in there every single day. Yeah, I'm with you. And when Drew Waters gets here, I want him in there every single day. But that's just, unfortunately, not how things work anymore. You're just not going to see Whit Merrifield playing three and a half, four straight seasons. Honestly, maybe Merrifield puts up even better numbers in Kansas City if he gets an occasional day off, if he allows himself to take a day off. Right, We're, we're seeing the benefit of a day off and what that's done over the past few seasons for Salvi. And I think you'll see similar results throughout this lineup moving forward. Now, as far as Nate Eaton is concerned, I 
Listen, uh, the thing that's been really tough for me is is I, I do think he's a weapon. I think that arm, I, I think his versatility is a weapon that could be utilized at the big league level. But I think the offensive struggles are now infecting the other aspects of his game. Where because I'm one for 32, I don't need to just make a good throw. I got to make a perfect throw, and then he ends up overthrowing it, and it's not even close. He's trying to make up for a poor start to the season with one throw, with one sprint, with one catch, and that's just not how things work. Look, when Nicky Lopez, when Drew Waters returns, I would think there's going to be some big shakeups to this roster. Maybe Drew Waters takes the spot of Nate Eaton. Maybe Nicky Lopez takes the spot of Hunter Dozier. Maybe. Text line is open for you, 913-586-7610. A special thanks to our sponsor, Rawhide Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. Thank you for all your support in each and every one of these Royals home games. The boys fall tonight 4-2, the final score. We'll get back to your thoughts and hear from Jordan Lyles after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's post-game show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. 4-2, the final score. Royals drop game two to the White Sox. Two more to go tomorrow night and the finale on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Royals did homer. Vinny hits his seventh home run of the season, matching Salvador Perez for the team lead. Royals have homered in a season-high eight consecutive games to open up the month of May. 913-586-7610, that's the phone number. That's our text line number, the J Southland Tow Service text line. 913-586-7610. We'll hear from Jordan Lyles coming up momentarily as he recorded his third career complete game. Nine innings of four-run baseball, four runs on six hits. He did not walk a batter, and he punched out six. From the text line and the 816, Vern, why, in your opinion, was Hunter Dozier and Nate Eaton in the lineup tonight? Uh, well, I kind of uh, addressed it already as far as, uh, you know, Q's going to use his bench. You're going to see everyone on the team at least once a week. It's not act like he's been running them both out there consistently. Right? Uh, Dozier's last starts came on Saturday. Eaton's last starts yeah, came on Sunday. Prior to that, I don't know if Eaton played. Yeah, no. So this is only Eaton's second start since returning. This is Dozier's third start in a week and a half. Furthermore, when you look at Lucas Giolito, right-handers have uh, averaged what, 65 points higher than lefties. Righties OPS, 142 points higher than left-handers. So Q stacks the lineup with every righty at his disposal. Bobby, Salvi, Garcia, Dozier, Fermin, Eaton. Isn't that every righty on the team? 
142 points higher. The OPS against Lucas Giolito. Uh, righties doing much better than lefties. So Massey and Prado start the game on the bench. Why is Bradley in there? Because Bradley's the best defensive outfielder that you have. So after you put all the righties in there, you go, okay, how can we make the rest of our team, whatever's left, how can we make it the best defensive unit? And that's putting Jackie Bradley Jr. in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right, Texter. Uh, Matt Duffy. Matt Duffy, another right-hander that was not utilized tonight. You could have had him in there, I guess, over Hunter Dozier. Okay. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. This is the last start Matt Duffy got. Talk about using a guy. Okay. Yeah, Duffy last started back on Friday. Back to the text line, 913-586-7610. Andrea in Blue Springs. Vern, will you please speak of the irony of Gary Lezak in the Buck O'Neill seat in a two-hour rain delay. Yeah, man, that – man, I, I hope Gary felt really good, not only with that incredible award, but that may have been the biggest pop of the night. Okay, Salvi's first plate appearance, the crowd always makes a bunch of noise for the great number 13, deservedly so. But maybe second only to the Salvador Perez pop from the 11,000 in attendance tonight was the rousing applause for Gary Lezak. Yeah, that that was something. Two-hour rain delay. That was a real kick in the shorts. Uh, Rally Mantis also floored that uh, Mr. Lezak was honored in the Buck O'Neill seat. Well-deserved. Was happy to see that. Uh, Caleb writes in, Vern, tonight was a tough one. The chance was there. We just didn't capitalize. Bobby Witt and Vinny Pasquantino have to be the bright spots, but not much else mattered in today's game. Well, yeah, I don't know. Garcia, they're they're playing enough of the young guys to me where there's always numerous things that matter. I know I've come on the air plenty of times this season and said, hey, I, I don't know what to make of today's game because the young hitters stunk and, you know, you, you were led by Salvi and Granke. We, we know they're great. That doesn't do much for me moving forward. But tonight you had Bobby and Vinny, as you mentioned, but also Michael Garcia with a solid night, MJ Melendez. Not only a solid night offensively, you're seeing strides from MJ defensively, uh, doing a good job of, Freeze, read, react. It's some nice first steps tonight from MJ Melendez in right field. That's what this is about. That's what this evaluation season is about. Not only can they put up numbers consistently at the plates, but can they be an asset defensively? It's been a clear affirmative when it comes to Bobby Witt Jr. at shortstop. Vinny Pasquantino at first base. Michael Garcia on the infield. Starting to look pretty good. MJ Melendez out there in right field. Joey in Grain Valley writes in, Vern, pretty simple tonight. They were just a little bit better than we were. I agree, yes. Yes, they were. Nothing more, nothing less, Joey. Appreciate it. Certainly not going to take anything away from Jordan Lyles. Let's hear what he had to say to the media and Bally Sports Kansas City following his nine innings of four-run baseball. Felt pretty good. Um, obviously, we were pretty efficient all night, so <clears throat> not too many taxing innings. Um, just 
uh, I felt good going into it. Um, we had like the middle to the second half of their lineup going into the ninth, and I'm sure they had someone ready in case we got a little bit of traffic, but got the first punch out, and I mean, it's pr pretty much, I guess, my game at that point. Um, but overall, just felt, felt really good. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's um, pretty big to <clears throat> have everyone fresh um, to, for these last two games against the White Sox. Uh, we, we still got a chance to, to, to get this series. Um, yeah, coming into tonight with a little rain delay and then the relievers still didn't. We didn't have to use any relievers without the rain delay, which is awesome. Um, just uh, happy that Freddie and I can get on the same page, and, and, and we were um, pretty efficient for the most, uh, for majority of the night for sure. How do you spend the rain delay? Say it again. How do you spend the rain delay? I take my teammates' money and cards. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 mess around, play a little cards here and there. Um, we had NHL loan, NBA. Um, uh, there's a lot of things to do here, a lot of food to eat, so um, we know how to stay busy. Yeah, me too. That's what I did. Watched some NBA and ate everything that I could find. He's right. They were efficient, him and Freddie. 13 pitches in the first, 11 in the second, 11 in the third, 14 in the fourth, 14 in the fifth, 10 in the sixth, 11 in the seventh, 17 in the eighth and 11 in the ninth inning. A terrific performance from Jordan Lyles. Again, 112 pitches, nine innings, no walks. Impressive stuff from the right-hander. All right, a few more from the text line from the 501. Vern, Adam Eaton, and Hunter Dozier give me very little hope of anything at the plate. Had the opportunity in the sixth, but... Uh, not happening with those two needing to come through. Yeah, uh, you, you, of course, mean Nate Eaton. Adam Eaton is the guy that helped the White Sox acquire tonight's starting pitcher, Lucas Giolito. Okay, how about that? Tying it all together. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, Dozier Eaton coming to the dish. I'm certainly not expecting them to come through. They, they're, they're more than capable of coming through, but I'm not floored when they don't. I like both of them, terrific guys, but the numbers are what the numbers are. Dan and KCK hoping for a bounce back tomorrow. I'm with you on that one. And from the 816, Vern, I was at the game tonight. I was incredibly pleased to see the game Jordan Lyles put forth. Let's not forget the defense from Bobby Witt Jr. No, we're not, we ain't forgetting that. To me, well, Jordan Lyles is, of course, the story of the night. But big picture, the story of the night is Bobby Witt Jr. continuing to improve defensively. And in this evaluation season where his ability or lack thereof at shortstop was going to be one of the three big takeaways from this campaign, so far so good. Right, The three main focal points for this organization this season were, uh, is Bobby the shortstop of the future? Is Waters or Kyle Isbell the center fielder of the future? And then, of course, Singer, Bubich, Lynch in the rotation. So good news when it comes to Bobby at shorts. Incomplete when it comes to Isbell and Waters. Now, Isbell's performed well defensively, but he's not healthy. 
And then same with the pitching staff. Lynch, not healthy. Bubich on the shelf. And Singer, hopefully getting close to turning things around. We'll see Brady Singer coming up in the finale of this series Thursday afternoon. But first, we got a game tomorrow night. Brad Keller squares off with a fellow right-hander and former teammate of Bobby Witt Jr. on Team USA, Lance Lynn. The burly, bearded right-hander squares off with babyface Brad Keller. 6.40 for the first pitch. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show beginning at 5.30. A special thanks to Chris Unocero back at the studio for his fine work. Just terrific work. Much needed work. I am very grateful for his work. I wish I could work with him every single day. Talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.